Hey guys. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast. It's Zachary Reality. Happy Thursday, August 3rd. I hope you guys are all having a great week. I've been having a great week. I am going to Taylor Swift tonight. Ah! I'm going to the Eras Tour. Guys, I've been wanting to go to Taylor Swift like as soon as I knew that there was going to be an Eras Tour, but like I'm such a last minute type of person, so I bought tickets today. Like a lot of my friends were like struggling on websites months ago. I was like, I'm just going to wait until the day of. So I bought a ticket today for $664. I'm in a suite. Um, I'm a little confused, like, how nice of a suite, but I bought into a suite. So it's, like, gonna be decent seats, I believe. And I'm freaking out because I'm just, like, so excited. I'm going with my friends Rivette and Susan, but I don't think I'm going to be able to sit with them because they got floor seats because they are Swifties. And I'm, like, Swifty adjacent because, like, a lot of my best friends are Swifties, but I wouldn't consider myself a Swifty because I understand the meaning of that word and what it means to people. So I always say I'm Swifty adjacent, but I will definitely be vlogging tonight and let you guys know on my YouTube channel how the concert was. And I'll post, like, videos on TikTok and stuff. So cannot wait on to today's podcast for today's agenda. Y'all know we are always doing the YouTube audio because all of these podcasts are from my YouTube videos um, recently. So this week, the first um, part of the podcast is going to be our Claim to Fame and Bachelorette recap. That is from Monday night's episodes. And then we get into Gabby Windy, who just came out and debuted her new relationship on The View. So we'll talk about that for about 10 minutes. And then next up will be my interview with Olivia from Claim to Fame. Olivia is Jenny McCarthy's niece, was eliminated this week after guessing Carson's celebrity wrong as Jeff Gordon. So Olivia breaks down why they decided to guess Jeff Gordon, what they's strategy was, and really what the reaction was to Olivia being so incognito throughout the entire game. Nobody would have known Olivia was related to Jenny McCarthy. It wasn't on anyone's radar. So Olivia really takes us throughout her strategy in the game and what they's reaction was to being wrong and being eliminated. So it's definitely a fun interview and I hope you guys enjoy it. You can always fast forward if you're just here for the Olivia interview and I put Olivia's Instagram down below. So feel free to give they a follow. Olivia is absolutely fabulous. And thank you as always so much for listening, supporting and subscribing. It would really mean a lot if you guys could leave a review um, in the podcast store, wherever it is, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, y'all are podcasting listeners. So y'all know the drill. So without further or do let's play the podcast what is up guys welcome back to my youtube channel it is zachary reality and happy tuesday thank you guys so much for being back for another weekly review slash recap of the bachelorette and claim to fame i mean obviously you guys are already waiting for me to acknowledge the hat i got it today at target and I thought it was kind of cute, so I thought I would just, like, put it on for the video to add a little extra fun. Well, first I got this hat, because I saw it when I walked in, and, like, nobody has a green hat that's, like, a fedora. So, welcome back to the channel. Make sure to give this video a thumbs up, and if you guys are new here, please subscribe down below. 
So I'm recording this at night again. I did it last week because I was going to Vegas, so I wanted to get it done. But I kind of just like recording now at night, at least now for this week, because I want to get it up for you guys right in the morning and because it's like fresh in my brain. So I just watched the last three hours of television. So let's get right into it. And I figured we start off with Claim to Fame first this week, just because that was so shocking. So shocking. It was so shocking at the end with Olivia. Wow, no one saw that coming with Jenny McCarthy being her aunt. I really thought that they were going to pick Chris. I thought they were going to all pick Chris because he's such a threat, but it really shows you how many Alliance members Chris has in the house. Like this, the Alliance seems to be Chris, Monet, and Gabriel, but I just feel like everybody is like threatened by Chris. And like every week it's like, what's Chris gonna do? What's Chris gonna do? And I originally said like last week, I was like, I kind of feel like Chris's storyline is gonna crash and burn, but now we're down to the final six. Like what is gonna happen with Chris? This is, I'm just most invested in Chris's storyline. This is Chris's season. I hope that Chris wins. I am rooting for Chris the entire way. Okay, let's break this episode down. Let's go from the beginning real quick because Frankie and Kevin, this was in my notes. Do they read off a teleprompter when they are explaining the challenges? The challenges? Are they reading off a teleprompter because they are just so precise and they're just like, how do you memorize that? Um, I put in my notes also to remind everybody how much I want to be a host. I literally really want to host a game show or a dating show or just some type of reality show like that is truly my dream job so like just like how Kevin and Frankie were doing that like that's what I want to do for a different type of show that will also have like more drama um so just putting that out there if anyone is listening and can help make my dreams come true just letting y'all know um so the challenge was a heart racing test and I liked how they said heart racing and not lie detector because the rules for this is that you're going to go into a room and then everyone is going to be in the other room asking you questions I thought it was yes or no but then it got really specific and instead of a lie detector test it was like a heart racing test to see how much your heart is beating when you're being asked the questions and I guess this is kind of of an indicator of someone's lying or not because Kevin and Frankie did say that you are allowed to lie so I was like convinced that Carson couldn't lie and that she was telling the truth Carson did so well this episode oh my god I was literally screaming for Carson she played everyone because I wrote I'm like Carson is basically admitting to who she is related to Jeff Gordon like, I was like, Carson just doesn't care. She's ready to go. Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But as everyone is on to Chris the most, I wrote Carson basically admitted who she was. They are on to JR with a rapper or NBA star. I think it was Gabriel who was like, if JR is related to Little Nas, like, I'm screaming. And honestly, me too. I hope he is. Um, I wrote Olivia is the underdog. I did not expect Olivia to go home this week. So shocking. Beyond shocking. So Gabriel is so likable. He also is giving main character energy. I feel like Gabriel, Carson, and Chris, like one of them I want to win. Those are the three people that I'm rooting for and that I think deserve it the most. Monet, I feel like, and JR are kind of falling behind. But Monet is in it. She's doing amazing. And she is close with Chris and Gabriel, so she's in the inner alliance. Hugo, I feel like, is like getting the silly edit. So no one's really going to take him too seriously. And I think they just figured him out this week, Chris, Monet, Olivia, that he is related to Jimmy Carter. Monet, they think Steve Harvey, which would be so iconic. <sighs> 
that would be so iconic. I cannot wait to find out who everyone is related to. I said this last week, you could just Google, but I'm choosing not to Google. Like I'm being so careful what I read on the internet when I look up this show to like find things out and I'm just like not trying to know anything. So Olivia and Chris, I just didn't, who made those rules? Like it just kind of felt like strategic of the producers potentially. Like how did they get the lowest score? Did I miss something? Did I blink? Did I go to the bathroom? Like why did a Chris and Olivia lose this round? Either way, I thought it was very interesting because Chris, like main character vibes, I was really interested to see what would happen with Chris if he was the guesser. And like I said earlier, nobody wanted to vote for him because I think they're all scared of him. I think they all just feel so loyal to him. He has so many clues. And like, like I said, every week in the coming attractions, what's Chris going to do? They're on to Chris, but he's still here. And now he's in the top six. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I hope he wins. Um... So Olivia gets voted as the guesser and she decides to pick Carson, which I think was the safe bet because everyone's kind of been onto Carson for a while. She's been on the chopping block for a while. Like Carson has been hanging on every single week. This was Carson's week where she turned it around and became like, main character energy like has a chance to win she is so good like I felt like Carson was always just like the girl who was just like trying to stay in as long as possible fighting for dear life but now this is this was a switch I'm so into it I'm so invested this was such a switch yes Carson um Carson tells Olivia like I'd rather you send me home than anyone else and like I am literally googling Jeff Gordon right now at the commercial because I'm like convinced that it is Jeff Gordon, that Olivia's right, and that Carson's going home, predictable. And then it was so mind-blowing. So if you don't know who Jeff Gordon is, who is not Carson's celebrity, because Olivia was wrong, um, Jeff Gordon, I had to look him up. He's an American stock car racing executive and former professional stock car racing driver. He raced full-time from the 1993 to 2015, driving the number 24 Chevrolet for the Hendrick Motorsports in the former NASCAR Winston Cup Series. <laughs> Okay, so he is regarded as one of the best and most influential drivers in NASCAR history, helping the sport reach mainstream popularity. So that's who Jeff Gordon is, and everyone thought Carson was related to him. Turns out we still don't know who Carson is related to, but Olivia's relative was revealed, Jenny McCarthy. So I know Jenny McCarthy because she hosts on The Masked Singer. She's one of the judges on The Masked Singer. Obviously, she does so many different things in her career. But um, you guys know how I work for Fox. So I've been to The Masked Singer twice. And the last time I was there, I interviewed Jenny McCarthy. And I'm actually going back to The Masked Singer this Wednesday because it's a new season. So I don't know if Jenny's going to be there. I don't think she's going to be there. But if um, I'm able to run into her, I'm definitely going to ask her what her thoughts were of her niece, Olivia, on Claim to Fame. The queen of The Masked Singer. Yeah, I, I, I am. Well, we know that. We know that. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't expect that. It really came out of nowhere. So it was wrong. Carson played them. Olivia was eliminated. And Olivia's relative is Jenny McCarthy. So now we're down to the final six. Carson, Chris, you go J.R. Gabriel and Monet. Oh my God. This show is amazing. Let me know your thoughts down below. Let me know what you guys think of the episode. I'm going to try and get Olivia for an interview since she was the eliminated guest. So obviously stay tuned. I'll let you know how that, if that works out for me. What do you guys think is going to happen next? It seems like there's only going to be a few more episodes. The finale is, let me just Google it actually, because... We need to like know. Claim to fame finale air date. I'm like so specific when I Google. Oh my God, it's supposed to go till August 28th. The Bachelorette, I saw that the finale was the 21st. So Claim to Fame is going a week later. Wow, there's an extra episode of Claim to Fame. Okay, wonder why. Wonder how that's gonna go. There's six guys, there's six people left on Claim to Fame. Three people now left on The Bachelorette. So let's get into our Bachelorette recap, shall we? So Bachelorette. 
let's get the notes out because I felt like overall the episode was so cheesy and sappy, especially in the beginning. I really enjoyed Dutton's hometown. Um, we'll get into all the hometowns, but I just felt like it was so corny. Oh my God, with the music, the family, everyone is just so happy and in love. Like, it is just such a corny and sappy show, Hometowns. Like, it reminds you just how, like, you know, it's just such a show about love. Just a, a good old love show. Uh, my family would be so much more drama on a hometown date if I was ever on the show. Like, we are not. Everyone's so nice, I think. Like, not saying my family's not nice, but we just all have attitudes and we're all so sassy. And it's just so serious, these hometowns. And I'm like, my family would just not be that serious and that corny. But these families were. So I did note that Charity's parents have been married for 48 years. So that's literally crazy so Aaron B got the first date he has a brother who has full support of him but they were worried that the mom and the dad would be a little bit more skeptical Aaron's mom did ask if she would say yes if he proposed today and Charity said no which honestly like good for her for being honest like there's four guys left like it's not happening right away so that was just like a moment um there was a really touching moment with Aaron and his dad when he was like oh my god like my dad's so proud of me he loves me I appreciate him and it was just it was really sweet and touching and cute everyone had like a moment with one of their relatives that is just like so cute you know so wholesome um so then they ended the night at a high school stadium and like we're wearing matching jackets it was a cute date but um Aaron and B you know spoiler alert he ended up going home which I mean I feel like you know, we knew that Joey and Dutton are definitely top two. So I kind of feel like it was going to be Xavier or Aaron B. But like Aaron B's, you know, hometown date went perfect. It went great. Like nothing was wrong. There was no red flags. It's just clear that the connection is just behind the other three guys. <laughs> So, oh, and they went to Houston, Texas. I'm so into geography. So I made sure to make sure I knew where everyone was from in my notes. So they went to Houston, Texas. Okay, let's talk about Joey, the cutest one on the show. Ah! Um, he had a tennis date, which is just like amazing because I love tennis. It's my favorite sport. I grew up playing tennis. I've been playing tennis since I was three. Their hometown was in Pennsylvania, even though Joey currently lives in Hawaii. So the uncle comes in and is like immediately skeptical. He comes in on the tennis date. Charity's learning how to play tennis. She almost hits Joey in the face. Charity, be more careful, please. So the uncle just is like, I don't feel like Joey is being super genuine. Which I thought was just so interesting. Joey's uncle really threw him under the bus. And I'll be interested to see what happens at After the Final Rose when Joey is most likely number two and his uncle is in the audience. And if Jesse Palmer, if he even shows up, who knew he was still on this show? <laughs> Um, if he asks a question to Joey's uncle about the drama he caused. I mean, Joey's uncle did not only cause drama immediately, but he caused drama, you know, with Joey, with Charity, with everyone. Like, Joey's uncle was the drama of this episode. Like, what? Did anyone else feel like that? Ugh, all this drama with Joey's uncle. What is his name? We need to name him. What is Joey's uncle's name? Uncle's... I can't spell on, oh my God, they think I'm talking about Full House on The Bachelorette. We are young. I'm gonna have to like literally click an article to find out. This is why I wish I paid attention more. Okay, shout out to Entertainment Weekly. Joey's Uncle Joe. His Uncle Joe. It took me a minute and a half to find out that it was Uncle Joe. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Boing. Okay, so Charity wants to tell Joey that she's falling in love with him because she's like obsessed with him and he's so cute. Charity told Joey's sister Carly that she was falling in love with Joey. They um, just like had such a good moment. Emotional mom, emotional moment with Joey and his mom. 
Uncle said Joey wasn't genuine and that he's a people pleaser and Joey was confident. And then a very emotional goodbye from Joey and Joey got really nervous about the date. And this was the first time that Joey was like nervous the entire season, which obviously is like planting the storyline for Joey's epic heartbreak. That's going to be next week or the week after, because we all know it's coming since she's obviously picking Dutton. Um, but Uncle Joey said that she wasn't, Uncle Joe said that Joey wasn't genuine or may, he might be holding back and that he's a people pleaser. That is such a roast. Uncle Joe roasted Joey. That is a roast to call your nephew a people pleaser to the girl he's dating. Just threw him under the bus. His uncle knows. And I think because Joey is such a people pleaser, because I'm going to take his uncle's word for it, he probably doesn't even realize that that he might just like trying to like please Charity because clearly Charity's in love with Joey and like Charity said it first. Before she said she was falling in love with anyone else, she said, I'm falling in love with Joey. If Joey knows Charity really wants to make it work, and I mean, of course he has feelings for her and I'm just being all hypothetical, but like, I mean, Joey, your uncle knows best. Your uncle knows you better than everyone. I'm going to take the uncle's word for it. And I kind of said that in a recap once, didn't I? I was like, I think Charity likes Joey more than Joey likes Charity. Because I noticed when they were kissing that he just wasn't fully engaged and all into it. I mean, Joey is going to be an interesting one to figure out. I can't wait to hear his perspective on things at the after the final rose. And I hope that he goes to paradise. I can't wait to see like what he's all about because I do feel like he's holding back a little bit too during this he just seems like a really sweet nice guy and of course they make him look perfect but there's definitely more to him that we just have not uncovered yet you know like what if he does have an agenda what if he wants to be the next bachelor let's get into xavier he is taking charity to cleveland ohio um they went knitting i thought that was such a cute idea and a cute date i don't think i've ever knitted before but now all of a sudden i'm influenced to want to go knitting Maybe next week we'll be knitting on my channel. Um, I said the most fun family. I felt like when Xavier's family came on, it was just really refreshing. Xavier's family, there was just a fresh energy where they were just like so excited to be there and it just felt like an instant party and just like so much fun. I thought that it was interesting when Xavier told his mom, I don't know if she's gonna choose me, but I'm, you know, I'm really into her. Did he say I love her? Um, he said he's falling for her. And his mom is like, just don't hold back. Like, even if you get your heart broken, Xavier, just like put it all out there. Don't hold back and just go for it. And that's exactly what's going to happen because I think Xavier is going to go home next week. And then Dutton's hometown date, which is in Fresno, California. And I'm definitely going to put up a map because I know Fresno. It's like an hour or two north of LA. I've never been. Maybe I've like driven through because I've road tripped to San Francisco before. But I know a few people in LA who are from Fresno. Like I know like five or six people who are from Fresno. So I'm definitely familiar with Fresno vibes. Um, but what is amazing about Dutton's hometown date, Dutton's hometown date was my favorite date of the night. First of all, his grandma is an icon. So funny, so much love. I loved seeing his grandma hug Charity and be like, I love you, I love you. It was just so fun to see a grandmother so full of love. She is cooking in the kitchen for everyone because the parents were out of town. They were in Nigeria. And it's just like that grandma is just so full of love. She reminds me of my grandma. I mean, there is nothing like a grandma that just has so much love. I hope that Dutton's grandma sees this YouTube video. I just want to give you the biggest hug because you just seem so full of love and life and happiness. And I just want to hug you so bad. So somebody send this to Dutton's grandma. He has three sisters, two brothers, and then there was two surprise guests. And I love how understanding Charity was when Dutton said, you know, my parents aren't going to be here because they go to Nigeria every year for four to six weeks. And I do believe the producers, you know, reached out to Dutton's family and they wanted to surprise him. And I do believe that they probably paid for the flight from Nigeria. Not that that matters. The parents still obviously love Dutton and came and the mom was fabulous. Oh my God, Dutton's whole family. Can I come to dinner? Like the mom was so much fun. She had so much personality 
and it just feels like charity fit in so well oh my god i'm sold charity and dutton i want them to last forever they're such a cute couple they ended up doing the movie theater date at the end and then that was the hometown so jesse talks to charity about the rose ceremony and all the drama and you know everyone's like wait jesse's still on the show and then it, they're doing the rose ceremony at like an airplane center why where are they i don't even know where they are but this is a sick airplane and it's amazing and then dutton gets the rose then xavier then joey and joey keeps on saying how nervous he is so i'm assuming there will be a big conversation and blow up next week between charity and joey and maybe that's what they're teasing because clearly or it could be something with xavier hopefully not dutton but clearly the drama is supposed to heat up now it's going to heat up in the finale with fantasy suites so i'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen you guys obviously know my prediction um, i heard the mentel all was filmed last week so wonder how that went cannot wait to hear who is going to be announced for bachelor in paradise i feel like the cast list for that could be coming out in the next couple of weeks oh my god guys i can't wait for bachelor in paradise Guys, the cast list is coming out. It's going to come out, guys. It's going to come out soon. The cast for Special Forces, the cast list for that just came out. So if you guys are interested in that, I can totally do another video on that, giving my opinions. So just please comment down below if you want me to. And super excited about, like, I don't know, what's to come, but the shows and my summer and just life. Okay, so that's the end of the video. Go my truth and my story. Um, so, and I have been seeing someone for a couple months, and I've been keeping it a little more private because it is like a bigger story and a bigger conversation because um, I'm dating a girl. Oh! Hey guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel. It is Zachary Reality, your Bachelor Nation expert and biggest fan here to talk about the recent news of former Bachelorette Gabby Windy coming out and revealing she has a girlfriend on Instagram and also on The View. So I'm going to give you guys the rundown here on today's YouTube video. So if you are new to my channel, you give it a thumbs up, you subscribe, and ring that bell so you're notified whenever I post new videos. I don't really have time to edit this today, so I'm just going to talk freely, non-edited, and upload the video and maybe add a couple pictures really, really quickly because I have an interview with Olivia from Claim to Fame in an hour. So if you guys have not been watching that on ABC, I've been interviewing some of the contestants and I'm really excited to chat with Olivia today. It's gonna go on my channel tomorrow. And I also am going to The Masked Singer today at 2.30 for work. And I think I'm going to stay for the show. And then my friend invited me to like a Big Brother watch party tonight. So I'm going to be like MIA the rest of the day. So FYI. Um, but obviously, if something happens on the spot, I got you. Um, okay, so Gabby just came out. Um, we don't know exactly what her sexuality is, other than the fact that she is now dating a woman. She's a woman. She said on The View that there's always been whispers in the back of her head, I guess for a while, but you know, she was really wrapped up in filming The Bachelorette and dealing with that past relationship with Eric that she was trying to make work. And then she went to Dancing with the Stars. And basically, you know, the last couple of years of her life have been such a whirlwind that she really hasn't had the time to kind of process. And she was just excited to move to L.A. and kind of get settled before she was ready to reveal this relationship with Robbie Hoffman, who she's been dating for the past three months. So Gabby did post on her Instagram story that she was on a trip in Mexico or like somewhere with somebody and she kind of alluded to who sh that she was dating someone um but i didn't really think much of it i thought it was probably just a guy who's not in the spotlight and i literally had no idea i think everyone is just so shocked that gabby is you know 
coming out. I really just feel like no one saw it coming. Of course, we're so happy for her. Love is love. So she posted on Instagram um, three hours ago, told you I'm a girl's girl. So the reason she said that is because when she was originally announced as the Bachelorette with Rachel, they're doing two Bachelorettes. She was like, I'm a girl's girl through and through. She said that after the final rose, after, you know, Clayton broke up with her. And she's just always been one to ride for the girls, you know, not in that way, but just that she is a girl's girl. She has really close female friendships in her life. So this is just kind of like a punny, fun word. So she posted, told you I'm a girl's girl. And she posted some pictures with her girlfriend, um, Robbie, who is a comedian and TV actor. So Robbie is not, not in the spotlight. Um, I mean, she has 32,000 followers on Instagram. She lives, you know, a public life. I mean, she's not as big as a celebrity as Gabby. She's a writer and a comedian, so she usually stays behind the camera. But she has some videos up here, and I'm sure that she is um, so excited to be dating Gabby. And I'm sure Gabby's so excited to be dating her. So she actually posted, too, on her Instagram story, guys, some news, I am gay. So I don't know if Robbie is just coming out, too, um, because it seems like... I'm oh, sorry, I just got a text from my cousin. Um, Because this caption, guys, some news, I am gay, seems like a coming out announcement. I guess Robbie was in the closet um, as well. So congratulations to both of them. Um, but Gabby is our Bachelor Nation star here. So you guys know her from Clayton's season of The Bachelor. And she already had a lot of press and hype coming onto the season because she previously was linked to Blake Hortzman and Dean Ungler, two former Bachelors who she dated I guess like briefly back in the day, she dated Dean like in college, right? So she went on to Clayton season and she was a star all the way through. I mean, she made it to the final three. Obviously the rose ceremony from hell was so crazy and shocking when Clayton tried to break up with Gabby and Rachel. At the same time, he said he loved Susie to them at the same time. And Gabby just had so many iconic moments and one-liners. Um, I wish I could insert the clip, but like I said, we're not, I don't have a lot of time today. Otherwise I would add so many fun clips. But remember when she said, um, just go and she kicked him out of the room. Remember what she say when she kicked him out of the room when Clayton was trying to break up with her? Um, he yes. So Clayton was like, Can I walk you out? And she's like, No. Instantly a star was born. So then her and Rachel became the Bachelorettes. Gabby ended up getting engaged to Eric on her on her season. There's a lot of drama with that. Eric, you know, had a lot of scandals. There was the ex-girlfriend, there was the blackface scandal, and Gabby. Stayed with him, kind of. I mean, she broke up with him, what, a few months after they announced their relationship publicly. So they probably dated for, what, five, six months. And she did say on The View that she was trying to make that relationship work. But when she was on Dancing with the Stars, it was like midway through the season when she announced that her and Eric were going to be splitting up. And during that time, there was also a lot of rumors about Vinny. Vinny is from the Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Such a good show. I'm so excited for the premiere tomorrow because Sammy is going to come back. So I will definitely be recapping that and um, talking about that on my socials because I'm so excited to see what happens when Sammy fully returns. Um, so yes, but everyone thought that Gabby and Vinny were going to be together. There was such a flirty relationship. There was a lot of back and forth there. It seemed like a lot of it was just to kind of hype up you know, the media and just kind of for fun. Um, but they also said like seriously that maybe they would go on a date with each other. But what does Vinny think about this? Vinny, you lost your chance with Gabby. Because it's funny because on all the Jersey Shore bios, like every season, it's like Vinny's still single, Vinny's still single, because Vinny is the only single one on his cast of the Jersey Shore. And he's been for so long, but regardless of the point, um, Gabby got runner up on Dancing with the Stars. I actually went once in the audience and it was so fun. I was there the double elimination night um, and I met Gabby briefly and she was dancing with Val. So Charlie D'Amelio won that season. 
And Gabby finally kind of ended her two-year run of like hectic TV. Maybe she'll come back to TV. I don't know. Um, but she kind of, what she was saying on The View is that she truly just finally came, you know, time. She just had time for herself for the first time in a couple of years. So she came to terms with this new relationship. And basically what she said on The View, she always wanted to live her truth and her story. So I've been seeing someone for a couple months and I've been keeping it a little bit more private because it's a bigger story and a bigger conversation because I'm dating a girl. And I posted the clip on my TikTok so you guys could totally head there to watch watch um, the clip of Gabby talking on The View. Just with my time on Bachelor and Bachelorette, dating all of those men, and now, like, that's how people know me. Um, and I do, I always want to just, like, live my truth and my story. She is telling all of the co-hosts about how she is so excited to be dating a girl, and she's clapping, and we're just so excited for her. I think it's really amazing that she is able to come out on such a public forum, especially after coming from such a straight dating show like The Bachelor. Um, I believe she is our first lead as a bachelorette to come out. So that is a big deal. Obviously, there's been other alums that have come out like Becca Tilly and Demi and Elizabeth from Clayton season. Colton was our first gay bachelor. Now, Gabby is our first gay bachelorette right but I don't want to label her because she might be bi she I don't know you know who knows um but this is a really awesome deal and I love how confident she is she did say on the view that she was so proud of herself so I think it's great that she is just being herself and just coming out and saying I don't care what anyone thinks because she shouldn't care literally it does not matter like who you guys date like date a guy date a girl anywhere in between like I really feel like at this day and age we need to just date who we love and be who we want to be with. And I think that this is just amazing and it's going to get great press and it's going to be great for other people. I mean, I feel like Gabby is so cool. And one of the insecurities I had as a child growing up gay, I'm gay, shout out me, um, is that I never thought it would be cool. Like, I don't know, when you're younger, you just like, don't feel like being gay is cool. You don't think you can like be successful. And I feel like Gabby being, you know, a celebrity, being the bachelorette, just coming out being like, I'm dating a girl like it's just like yes because it's normal it's cool it's it is what it is and it's just like I love seeing the example that she's setting for so many other people um, who might not be comfortable with their sexuality I mean I'm obviously very comfortable with my sexuality now but I wasn't for a long time of my life so you know there's still sometimes you know insecurities that I have not really but like there's still just like childhood trauma that I have from like the feelings I felt for so long so I just love seeing People share their stories, especially, you know, I mean, not especially, but it's it's special when it's someone who, who you know, identified as straight for so long. It's just different, I guess. I never really identified as straight because I came out at like 15 to my parents and then like 18, 19, 20 to like friends and everyone. So, I mean, it's different. Every coming out story is different, um, but it's definitely more of a shock value. And it's it, it's a sometimes a bigger impact because of the shock value, not a bigger impact. But you know what I'm saying? It's just a really big impact when it's someone you just don't expect to come out. So with that being said, congratulations to Gabby for coming out in her new relationship. <laughs> I think it was always a whisper in me that just got louder and louder. Um, and I didn't really know to pay attention to it. I think, you know, when this happens, like there's some shame obviously surrounding it. So I think I had to like a little bit navigate yeah. through the shame. Like, what is it? Where is it coming from? But ultimately, like I said, like I always just want to kind of like do me. Do Super happy for you. I do think the show really should start leaning in, in a direction of having a gay lead whether it's guy or girl, or maybe somewhere in between for Paradise. I really think that's what 
would be great for the franchise moving forward. So let me know what you guys think about that, if that would ever happen. And once again, congrats to Gabby Windy. Thank you. I think your claim to fame is Jeff Gordon. Okay, guys, welcome back to my channel. Um, it's Zachary Reality, and we are so excited to be joined by Olivia from Claim to Fame. If you guys have not been watching Claim to Fame this season, you are missing out. I've been covering it every single week on my channel, and I've had on Carly, I've had on Jada, but now we are here with the most recently eliminated guest, Olivia. The biggest shock factor value ever. This was the biggest shock of the season so far, so I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you have red hair. And I'm so excited that your aunt is Jenny McCarthy. So welcome to my show. Oh, thanks for having me on, Zachary. Slay, redhead, slay. Let's go. Slay. Are you a natural <laughs> redhead? I am. I actually wanted to dye my hair before the show, and I figured I shouldn't because I thought it would mislead people. So yeah. And it did. And it did because they all thought you were related to Carrot Top. And like I was so convinced because I'm just like, of course she is. Like, that's what everyone says. Like, yeah, they're right. Who even is Carrot Top? Did you know who that was and why you were being compared to her? Um, Carrot Top's actually a male comedian. And I know of Carrot Top enough to, like, play it off. So it worked out. When they said props and stuff, I was like, they're saying Carrot Top. Also, by the way, I use they, them, and she, her pronouns. And I prefer okay. they, them. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for clarifying. The reason I started watching Claim to Fame and actually a lot of my audience is because it is on at the exact at the time of The Bachelorette. So it was before, now it's after. So now it's just kind of like um it kind of got us into the show. It got us hooked in. That makes sense. Yeah. I honestly have never seen The Bachelorette, but I love the premise, but Bachelor Bachelorette, I just I have never watched it i'm a survivor person that's really where my reality tv goes so okay i love survivor that's like my first love do you have a preference with like the time changing now that it just switched or it doesn't matter i don't think it matters i think i mean it's good for both shows to switch back and forth anyway i guess 10 is kind of late for some people but that's kind of when my night starts so i'm okay with 10 being claim to fame time. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought too much about it, like the switch, but I'm I really like claim to fame way better than the Bachelorette, to be completely honest. Because the Bachelorette it's is like... so boring and claim to fame <laughs> is so interesting. I'm so into the strategy, having that like love for survivor, like you were saying. So is that kind of what made you excited to join this show? Yeah, I mean I okay, full transparency, when I first got contacted to do the show, I, I work in film as a cinematographer and I had just shot my first reality TV show called go go for the gold which is like a male go go dance competition it actually mm -hmm. finished yesterday which was really fun but when i got the call for this i thought it was to shoot it so when they were asking me questions like oh would you be interested to do the show and blah 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 i was like yeah of course and then when i finally got to an interview um they were like yeah so you're comfortable in front of the camera and i like had to play it off because i realized it was a cast call and not a crew call and i was like this is a casting call right and they said yes and i said yeah, I love being in front of the camera. And I honestly did it because I love Survivor. I want to be on Survivor. So I thought it would be a good way to learn how the process is to get cast on Survivor. And then 
once I got the call saying I was confirmed for the show, I was like, well, I'll just do it and like develop strategy and learn more about myself. It's really funny seeing yourself on TV. Yeah. Oh, I just, I love that you love Survivor because it is really similar in a lot of ways that there is an element of strategy. There is an element of social gameplay and then there's challenges. You want to win. It's basically Survivor for like rich people because you guys are all in a mansion. Survivor plus pop culture. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of pop culture in there. Yeah. And I'm really bad with celebrities and names and everything. So I knew that I would lack in that part, but I was really excited in the strategy part. Yeah. I'm like, if you ask me anything about reality TV, I'll know everyone, but these are like a lot of actors and celebrities I've never heard of. Like, obviously, I know Jenny McCarthy, obviously, no Tom Hanks, but like, I didn't know who uh, Parsons' fake relative was, the race car driver. Uh, I didn't either. JR told me that was the race car driver, and I went, okay, I'm going to go with that. I have no idea. I don't know anything about race cars, so race car. That's not even the correct way to say it. That's how little I know. Yeah, yeah. So you weren't even convinced that Carson's relative was Jeff Gordon. You were just kind of listening to the house. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know who Jeff Gordon is. Yeah. I, I'd never heard that name before, but like JR and I were very close and he was like very certain it was Jeff Gordon so I was like okay I'm gonna go with that like and I I, yeah he believed it too so no no fault to him we just all did with what we do so well so looking back do you think that anyone in the house wanted you to guess wrong uh I mean I think in hindsight since no one knew who I was even I would want me to guess wrong if I was in their position so I don't think anything uh I don't think anything would lead to you not feeling that way but at the same time I don't think at least with how it looks I don't think Chris necessarily thought it was wrong I do think everyone thought it was Jeff Gordon but I also think that is because everyone in the show clearly had a lack of knowledge about NASCAR so I think that plays part of it too yeah I mean I would I would be interested to ask you out of all people like how the gameplay compares to Survivor and maybe the circle and maybe Big Brother in this house it does seem like everyone is friends But it does seem like a few people have like agendas, especially Chris, which I want to ask you about. So I'm wondering like how the strategy plays in. Um, I think everyone's strategy was different. I mean, for me personally, I never got lucky enough to be a captain. So I never got a hold of a clue or anything. So my strategy really had to be more social. And I think Mm -hmm. that I took into account, forget his name, but he won Survivor two seasons ago. But the way he won was just by laying low really hard. That was part of my strategy. I think I did a great job because my clue never even got picked. So I clearly laid really low. And then another part of my strategy was just being honest with everyone saying that I really didn't know pop culture and celebrities. So I was like, you want to keep me as long as you can because I will not be able to guess you. But in hindsight, I also think that made people not too intentional with showing clues with me because most likely I wasn't going to know them. And truthfully, I don't think I even could have recognized my own clue. So (laughs) that was my strategy. I think it worked for the time being. And then actually, I wrote out every single um, guess off if I went up who I would guess. And every single one, I would have guessed the exact same as everyone else did. And Mm -hmm. episode six, which is my illumination episode, I circled that and I was like, okay, if I get up here, this is when I start getting in trouble. And then that's the episode I got out on. So I also kind of predicted that's when I was going to get out. Yeah, it's like we always know in the back of our head, like before it actually happens. But I definitely saw you as an underdog. I felt like you had a a lot of alliances in the house. It seemed like everyone liked you and you weren't on anyone's radar because you were playing the middle for so long. So I was reading one of your interviews with Hollywood Life when you were saying that you know, you could have won if you got to the end because no one truly knew who you were, who you, who you were related to, and you were staying so under the under the belt. You had good relationships, so I was so shocked, and the audience was so shocked. So, how does it feel to kind of have that moment of the season? Like this was mind blowing for anyone invested. I mean, I think it just really highlights the show is about strategy. 
history, but also knowledge of pop culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I knew a little bit more about celebrities in general, I probably could have got a little farther, but the show is about luck, timing, strategy, and knowledge. And I think that knowledge part is where I already knew. I was like studying Jeopardy celebrity mm -hmm. and like uh, doing TikTok, like filters where they show celebrity faces and ask my friends being like, who is this? What do they do? Who is this? Cause I just really don't know pop culture. Um, so yeah, I knew that would go in. I, for I already forgot what you asked me. No, I was asking like, how does it feel to have like the most shocking moment? Like what was the reaction? I was, I honestly, you know, you leave not really knowing what happened and all of us are really close and all of us talk still. And everyone said like, no, you're good. Like we, we literally, no one knew, but I was still pressed in the back of my head that maybe a few people did know. I like, wasn't like that played, which actually feels great. I kind of forgot everyone was really shocked about Jenny. So yeah, it does feel good at least for people to be like, yeah, you would have gotten far. Like I would have gotten far. <laughs> I wouldn't even have texted Jenny, so. I think like the audience was shocked because of the editors. I think the editors did a really good job of not, you know, showing any of your clues or, you know, have, no one guessed who you were, you know, related to that we saw on the show. So it's just like the editors did a really good job piecing it together. So the audience just had such a natural reaction. And like, I really thought Carson was going home and I am so proud of Carson for playing the game so strategically. She had everyone fooled. And now I'm just like really invested to see where Carson goes because she was dangling on. She go almost got eliminated three weeks in a row. I don't know if you could like say who you think we should watch out for. Like, who do you, who do you think is in the best position to win? I guess right now from a viewer's perspective, if you can kind of answer that. I mean, I guess right now I would definitely say Chris and Gabe seem in a pretty good position only mm -hmm. because they both are doing a great job sharing clues. They both are like they said themselves in positions of power. Yeah. Um, and they're both pretty well liked in the house by everyone as well. Um, I really loved Gabe and I really loved Chris and I was, working with both of them as well. So I don't think if, if I lasted, I don't think I would have hid any information from them as well. So I think they're doing a really good job playing the game together. I know what happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to know because I'm like, I'm not even Googling people's um, celebrity relatives. You can find out online. I've told my audience I mean, that's that. That's the best way to watch it. Don't look up anything, just yeah. play along. I don't want to know. I did accidentally see JR's, so I'm a little annoyed, but I still don't know anyone else's and I'm going to try and keep it like that as long as possible. But I did want to ask you about Chris because I'm watching him every week. I feel like he is so strategic. He's so smart, savvy, cutthroat, but also like so charismatic and likable. Like you can't help but root for him, but also he's the villain. So what was it like playing with uh, him and, and seeing his personality on the show? Um, there are so many moments that just don't get into the show just because of timing purposes and editing purposes. But Chris and I, uh, we were really close to the show. We had this one moment probably about a week in where we really had like a long conversation about him being a dad and me talking about my dad. And I just felt really close to him after that. Um, so I really think he was someone I saw that I could trust, but later down the line, I will say there were quite a few moments where I feel, I felt like he, he was misleading me, but I just gave him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he just didn't know what he was talking about. Um, that being said, he was playing a great game. I mean, I didn't even realize how much strategy he was playing out until watching the show. So I think mm -hmm. he's killing it, dude. I mean, also too, the whole Jim Carrey thing, uh, I clung to that so hard because my relative is Jenny and she used to date Jim. And so I thought that Jim Carrey being in the house was like a crazy twist the, produ the producers had. So I was so convinced about Jim Carrey because of that. 
Yeah. And it, it's yeah. like once one person thinks something, it's like the whole house kind of thinks it. I mean, those questions during that last challenge was so were so intense and so specific and so cutthroat because everyone because the other person's in the other room. And it was just like, what was it like filming that? I was mind blown how hard you guys went at each other. Yeah. I mean, I remember right before going on, I was annoyed because I felt like I told the producers, I was like, well, what if I just make a crazy face? And if they asked me, like, I don't know, is your relative a comedian? I would just be like, yeah. Like, I just thought, like, I would make a crazy face so they couldn't read into it. And they were like, if you do that, we're going to say you cheated. And I was like, okay, fine. So, um, but I actually had a, really, a lot of fun because, like I said on the show, I just kind of confused myself. Like, I really just, in my head, was thinking other questions when they were asking me questions. And I think it worked because... I don't think anything got anything or got any yeah any information from me in that challenge so you had bad luck I feel like you played a really good game and it was the luck that was on your side not not on your side were you campaigning for yeah. people to vote Chris as the guesser and not you or did you not care well okay so it overlapped two days the first day because I was actually really close with Monet JR Hugo and Gabe at this point um, closer than I was with Chris and Carson, just because I realized there was a lot more clues they were sharing amongst, amongst each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so also they're the majority, so they kind of had to say, and, and they told me, yeah, you're fine. We want Chris out. We're going to have him talk. And I was like, okay, or we're going to have him guess. And I was like, okay, cool. And then went to bed, got a great sleep that night because I really wasn't pressed. And then the next morning, so many people were talking and I ended up talking to Monet and JR. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And they were like, okay, it needs to be you. And I was like, why? And they were like, he's going to guess Hugo. And you saw, like, he figured out Hugo's clue. And at the time, I knew Hugo as well. We all, honestly, we all knew Hugo since day three. They really don't okay. show that in the show. But all of us knew who he was. And I, they knew I just wouldn't say Hugo. So that's why they put me up there, which is totally fair. They felt like they weren't playing with Carson as much as Hugo. So even they were even telling Chris, like, you got to do Carson and not Hugo. But Chris was playing with Carson. So it makes sense Chris would guess Hugo. It makes sense I would guess Carson. So I totally get why they sent me up there. And I think on their part, that was the right move too. Yeah, and I would definitely respect their honesty and their gameplay. And I think that it kind of comes down to relationships at this point too, in a lot of ways. I mean, that could have been their moment to blindside Chris. If like this was Survivor, you know, Chris would have had to go and they would have known that. And I almost think that now- If it I was Survivor, it'd be so much easier to send him home. We would just vote Chris, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he has all the information. Like he's figuring out everyone's clues. Yeah. So it's almost like you want to keep him around. And I know sometimes you want to keep Hugo around, for example, if everyone knows it, because then he's an easy vote off. He's kind of getting like the, I don't know if it's like the ditzy edit, like the funny guy, the nice guy. What was it like playing with him? Because I saw that you were really close to him as well. Yeah, I love Hugo. He was great. I felt like the entire show, he did a really, he was just like always there for me the whole show. In my edit, you don't see, but I was really crying about him because I felt oh. like he had done so for me with sharing clues and making me feel at home and that's another reason why I didn't pick him because I thought okay the least I can do is just like not get him out that's like morally something I was doing yeah he was really sweet I, I loved being around him him and JR I was really close with Monet I love I love I love the cast it's a great cast it, everyone is honestly just a really good person so it was a really fun house to be in and also such different characters everyone has such a different personality and I love how everyone just mingles it's really cute yeah I can't wait to see what happens on the end and to kind of close out the episode Carson we're watching you I know she's coming back with redemption so I'm excited to see her story arc because she's she might want some vengeance honestly, 
Me too. I'm excited to see it too because I know what happens, but I don't know all these like details that yeah. the show is going to show. You know what I mean? Also, you know what's so funny? What you brought up before, like just full transparency of saying, hey, we're going to have you as the guesser and things like that. I thought they were going to put this in the show because it was so dramatic. But when I found out I was the guesser, I knew I was going to guess Carson. So I told her, I like went up to her and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry, Carson. I'm going to guess you. And she freaked out. Obviously, I would too. She got very upset. But I think the reason she was so upset was because they don't show it in the show. She also told me that she wasn't Jeff Gordon. And I just, I didn't think she was being honest because I didn't realize we were like that close that she would tell me that. I thought she thought I would tell Hugo and Hugo would tell, I don't know, JR. You know what I mean? So I took that as like, okay, I guess it is Jeff Gordon, but she was being honest with me and I just didn't believe her. So I think that's also why she really thought I think she did think she was going to get out. And then when I said Jeff Gordon, she was like, oh yeah, I'm still in this. Like, <laughs> But no one knew who she was related to though. Like nobody knew. So you couldn't even have guessed because she, because no, still no, it seems like no one knows. But I like that no, you no, were honest no. with her. So then she played you, right? Like she did a whole acting skit. I don't think she did acting skit. I think everything she was, I mean, to her credit, she definitely did some scheming because she did Which a good job. Yeah, the house said Jeff Gordon and she really played it up that way. I thought the reason she was so upset was because looking back that like she told me it wasn't Jeff Gordon. I mean, it worked out for her because really like no, no one pegged her as anything else. So you saw Chris was like, I peed a little cause he was like, I didn't expect that at all. So that was kind of crazy. Wow. Carson's also playing a really good game, dude. No, but I didn't even notice how good of a game she was playing until this episode. So now I'm like so excited. Cause even towards the end when you were, she's like, if anyone, I'm glad it's you. <laughs> like she really went for it. It's actually insane. Also, too, on the episode where I, I make uh, jewelry and I like made jewelry for a few people and you can like see it in the show. And the first time that she was guessing Cole, she's like wearing a little bracelet I made her because I was worried that she was going to go home. So th there's like little little snippets in there where you can see like everyone's friendship just kind of dispersed throughout the show. It's really cute. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. It's such a good season. I haven't watched season one, but after I'm going to binge it. So I'm really excited to check out what that's all about. Um, can I ask you about Jenny McCarthy? So how are you guys related and what was her thoughts about you going on the show? So Jenny is my aunt. She's my mom's sister. She, she was really supportive about me going on the show. Honestly, when I called, it was more so to ask like if I should even do it. I'm, I'm not honestly that big of a, a TV person. I don't really like being in front of the camera. I usually work behind it anyway. And I'm I'm so like sensitive to being perceived. I just always want people to see like my authentic self. So I was a little pressed about being on TV, but she was so encouraging. And a lot of my friends were like, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So yeah, I knew I had to take it, but she was really encouraging and sweet. She's an amazing aunt. She's a great person. Yeah, so I actually interviewed her once cause I work for Fox. So I go to the Masked Singer. I'm actually going today. So Crazy. if I- yeah, so if I see her, I'm going to ask her about you. I'm going to tell her I interviewed you. Yes, that'd be crazy. Oh, my God, tell her I said hi. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, what are some of, like, your favorite projects that she's worked on? Um, I will say, I mean, Scary Movie is really funny. I feel like she does such a good job playing that character. Um, she's actually starting a podcast with my mom. Um, and mm. I really like that because uh, I know about, you know, their relationship growing up. But there's so many stories from their childhood that just make me learn more about her and my mom. So that's a really fun thing for me to listen to because it's like literally my relatives talking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I also say Mass Singer just because like what a unique show and it's really kicked off. And obviously she's such a fun judge on it. She really just has oh such a great God. personality. 
I love watching her on it. Oh, she's so fabulous. She's so entertaining. And I love all her outfits and just like her sass. She just is so good at what she does. So I think that's so awesome that you had her as like a role model. Yeah. And what's funny too, is that really is her in real life. Like, I feel like some people definitely like turn on TV charm, but like that, like it in her house, she acts the exact same way. Like that really is just who she is. It's really charming and really fun to be around. I love it. Well, tell me a little bit more about you and for our audience. Like, what do you kind of do for work? Like, what are you kind of working on? Like, how is this show going to help you with your future projects? Oh my God, love it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I kind of split my time career-wise between being a cinematographer and being a tattoo artist. I'm doing a lot more tattoo work now because there are quite a few strikes in the film industry right now. We have Uh, actors on strike and writers on strike producers are in negotiations it's kind of crazy also as a cinematographer um local 600 IATSE which is the camera union was uh in negotiations like two years ago so the whole industry is kind of like trying to get a revamp just Mm. to take care of crew and take care of cast and everyone involved so I love being a DP that's something I've done for a while now but yeah I am tattooing a lot more now because of that and that's been really fun too I mean it's so creative it's a really fun outlet I am hoping the show gets me a little more um attention there because I just would love to full-time tattoo it's so fun do you do it at um like an ink shop or are you like free freelance I have a home studio so um I mean I'm hoping Actually, I wanted to use the earnings from the show to open um, a a studio for tattoo artists and other artists. And I wanted it to be like this little collective that people could, I was hoping if I won the show, then I could just cover rent for like everyone for like a year or two. Now, obviously that can't happen, but I'm still trying to make it happen because I would just love um, like a very queer based art community to go into every day and for me to tattoo but then also like I make chain mail I am started rug making like I just have so many hobbies I need to yeah. I can't focus on one thing so I, that's what I really want to do is make a studio that myself and artists like myself and my friends can just kind of thrive in and experiment in and you know celebrate their work <laughs> I love that it would be it would be interesting to hear on the show like who wants the money to do like what they want to do with the money and maybe necessarily like who already has money like it would be interested to hear like what that means because we know on survivor and like other shows it's like the prize means so much to different people for a lot of emotional reasons passion projects family wise so maybe we'll hear more about that when i was on the show i felt like like it's so funny because the show is surrounded by this idea of nepo baby and to a degree that is true everyone is related to someone famous but also to a degree it isn't true because there are a few people on the show that definitely have, um, you know, privilege with money, finances, but, but there are quite a few people that don't. So yeah. I feel like when I was on the show, I'm someone that like, Jen, uh, Jenny has graced my life, but financially or work-wise, I haven't really asked for any of that. So the show to me, I was like, wait, I actually need this money. Like I, I'm, you know, can't even pay rent right now. It's crazy. Yeah. So I was hoping, uh, that the show would go towards the winning would go towards someone who um, would use the money for good. And everyone deserves a hundred K, but I remember specifically Gabe had a really good story that he like works with kids. So he wanted to use it for like underprivileged youth. So out of everyone in the house, I was rooting for myself for sure. But once I was out, I was like, okay, Gabe has a really good reason to win. So he was someone I was rooting for after that. I wish that they touched on that more on the show. I wish there was more talk about what the money would mean to certain people. And maybe there will be in the final few episodes, 
But I think that definitely will play a factor into how the game ends. I don't even know exactly how it's going to turn out because I didn't watch season one. So I kind of heard about maybe people are coming back, but I don't know if it's like voting or if it's like... You gotta watch season one. If it was voting, I feel like things would be different, right? Then it would be such an intense social game. I think that everyone is being a little, little sneaky snake right now. So uh, I, I don't think it would be voting, but also... I'm not going to try to give you any leads. What it don't is? Don't tell me. You should don't watch tell it. me. Season one, though. No, it, I think it, it's kind of what happens. I will watch season one after season two. Like I love being in the dark right now because I'm really yeah. enjoying every episode. Like not knowing so much. So Thank it's you. so it's so fun, and I I love that you know I've had you and so many other people on, and I'm going to continue to interview more cast members as the show goes on, and I love how I can feel like a part of it and kind of get everyone's side of the story because. It's fun for my audience, it's fun for me, and it's just like, we're getting all the tea. Yeah, Zachary, you really are a part of it, especially if you're in the dark, that's crazy. I love it. Yeah, I do this with like every show, so if you don't know a little bit about my background, um, I re I cover a lot of reality shows. So I'll interview people from all different shows, I'll make TikToks, YouTube videos, podcasts, and then I also double up as a TV host on like reality TV campaigns. Like I just hop on every reality show whenever it's airing and whenever I like, and that's kind of what my business is all about. You've built a great life for yourself. That sounds so fun. I mean, I'm still working, like, obviously, but I definitely created my brand. So it's it's fun to, like, be able to do stuff like this. And I've gotten more confident, like, interviewing throughout time and, like, talking on camera because that's taken some time to, like, get the right questions. So I loved having you on. I feel like this was such a good vibe. And I really appreciate you coming. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And, yeah, I feel like that was a great conversation. You're a really great person, obviously. So thanks for interviewing me, for asking me to come on what the hell yeah tell everyone where they can follow you and find you and book you for their next tattoo oh my god slay okay um my username is bored baby tat bored like i'm bored baby tat um that's on instagram and tiktok uh that's pretty much where you can find me that's really my i guess i have i have a twitter but i really only made it to read tweets about the show i really don't use <laughs> twitter so just uh, instagram TikTok, bored baby tat Okay. And, and what are you seeing about the show? Like any like thing online that just like shocked you with the audience things about you or the show in general? Honestly, I'm just, I'm shocked. I haven't seen that many negative comments about myself, not thinking I deserve any, but just <laughs> there's so many people in the world that comment negative things. And with everyone who's gotten out, I have seen a lot of negative comments about some people who have gotten out. So I was really impressed about it, but I definitely think my personality mixed with like, I was slightly under edited, which isn't bad, but I think, uh, yeah, it's only good comments. So that's kind of what I was shocked about. I was like, okay, cool. People fuck with me. So yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it, it's definitely not the type of show to like shit on people's personalities. Like everyone is just so likable and it's it's a show to like root for people and like the competition of it. If you have me on next time, there is so much we still have to talk about because there's so much they don't show in the show. What did you think of Carly's meltdown? Because we were saying that it just kicked off the season. I mean, she definitely made the show pop off, which is kind of awesome. Hugo loves it because he got a lot of TV time from... Her lack of TV time. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think everyone really like kind of came for her when that happened online and honestly a little bit in the house. Um, yeah. But I feel like I really just empathized with her because you don't know what she's going through. You don't know how badly she wants to be on the show. I know she's an actress and I think she really wanted to use the leverage of being on TV to promote that. Yeah. Um, I think she was just honestly really disappointed and clearly really shocked. I don't think she realized that she was in the running for being guest. So um, yeah, I think obviously it was a little dramatic, but I also think, um, I don't I don't blame her. We don't know what she's going through. And 
we uh, clearly know she really wanted to be there. So that's that's yeah. what I'll say about that. Yeah, we love Carly over here. She is hilarious. Yeah. What is what's your um zodiac sign? Oh my god, you want to guess first? Scorpio. No, but thank you for saying I'm sexual. Uh, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> Ooh, but you know you give like Scorpio energy. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Slay. What's your sign? A Cancer. Oh my god. Do you know how many Cancer men are in my life? And all of them are gay. Oh my god. Okay. We need. I need to meet all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Do you live in LA? Yeah, I'm in West Hollywood. Oh my god, I was just in West Hollywood yesterday. I was okay. at beaches. Oh my god, maybe we can do the the podcast next time in person with Carly and then maybe anyone else that lives in LA and we can talk about the show when it's over. Actually, like like five people from the show live in LA. I'll keep it discreet, but a lot of people live in LA. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I can always cut this part out of the interview too, but I think that would be so cool to plan that. Yeah, we should. Okay, cut this part out. Uh, podcast crazy yeah that'll be so fun my my ultimate goal from what I was saying earlier is to host one of these shows like that's what I'm working towards oh my god you totally should I would die oh my god you totally should wait like, what would do you know what ideally you want to host would it be love oriented would it be gameplay oriented I think it has to be a show that's never existed I mean if I have to do something to get my feet on the feet wet obviously that's different but the dream yeah. would be some type of new show and it would have to be dating love and competition and gameplay all mixed into one. Okay, so that doesn't exist. Exactly. You gotta pitch it. I am. Wait, I'm rooting for you. I would totally watch something like that. Are you kidding? That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, it might take years. Like, I don't care how long it takes. I just know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh my God, Slay, that's amazing. <laughs> um, If you tried to play like one survivor player on Claim to Fame, who did you wanna play, replicate going into it? And then who do you think you ended up kind of an, an imitating more? Okay, I. You got to help me out here with the name, okay? This okay. is, I went in with this in mind. He won two seasons ago. He's a white man, a little older. Do you know his name? I'll look it up. Oh, Chris or Nick? I'm forgetting his name. He's like a white guy. Wears like camo. Oh my God. I love Jam Jam, but I'm not talking about Jam Jam. I think 43, season 43. Mike? Maybe I'm just, yeah. oh my God, it is Mike. You're totally right. Okay, I'll I can his, answer the question now. I'll put his picture up. No, I mean, people just want to see, people just want to see, uh, it's like us on FaceTime and everyone just gets to watch us. And I love that too, because that's way more like comfortable and just realistic. So, okay, Mike, he is, I, okay, I loved his gameplay because I feel like I have thought about my strategy for Survivor for a while now. You got to lay low until the merge. You got to be not good at challenges. That's even why like that first challenge we did after the talent show, the one that was like three stages on Claim to Fame. Um, the first one was putting on your makeup and- uh Monet got first and I got second and I was so pressed that I got I was like I gotta reel it back because I didn't want to get I didn't want to place you saw what happened to Travis he got yeah. the first the first clue and then he was out immediately so my goal was to like not do well in challenges up until like the middle like episode five or six but there were so many goddamn team challenges that I had no control over that but that being said um I was taking that same survivor ideology that you kind of lay low for a little bit and then once you get kind of halfway you really start taking control of your game mike i think did a really good job of that because in his season of survivor he was way too big like the first few days he was such a target remember he was like i'm gonna do my shot in the dark and we were like whoa buddy you're crazy and then he managed to reel it in and lay so low that i almost forgot about him up until like top five and then everyone kind of wanted to take him to the tribal anyway and then when he gave his pitch I was like 
yeah, you actually did do a lot and laying low is doing a lot. So I went into the show knowing I didn't know much about pop culture. So the best thing I could do for my game was just lay low. So I went in with Mike's mentality and I kind of feel like I also played with Mike's mentality. I think I socialized a little more than him, but um, yeah, I really think I just, I played like him. So got me to episode six. <laughs> yeah. Were you ever planning of making like a move that was going to be like blow the house out, like towards the end to kind of like have like a resume for the end? Or is that not how it works? I mean, there's not really like a resume thing with claim to fame. Um, and also I can't really make a move unless I have information or knowledge. And I just, I just don't know much about celebrities. So I really, uh, I think I guess the one way I can make a move is by telling someone else to vote or by trying to throw a challenge or something like that. Ooh. But um, Flipping a table, throwing, yeah. a throwing a glass of wine. Getting mad, <laughs> distracting people, I don't know, whatever. Causing <laughs> yeah, drama. I think, I mean, yeah, there, oh, there was a few points I did cause drama too. They didn't show, but it's so, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about interview. this. It's crazy. Thank you so much for being here, Olivia. I really appreciated our little Kiki. The show is so good. So everyone make sure to tune in Monday nights at 10 p.m. on ABC. If you guys can go cool. check they out on Olivia's Instagram, I will leave Olivia's IG down below so you can check they out. And thank you so much for being here. I loved chatting with you. You are so fun. Redheads for life. Oh, sorry. Thanks, Zachary. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day. Yes, and do not forget to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. Or if you're listening as a podcast, please rate and review and subscribe there. Thank you all for watching. Comment down below, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.